The Marlins come back again. Back-to-back days coming back from four runs down, and they seal the dub. Game one against the Royals. What a game. Fun game, offensive game, as advertised. But the Marlins are now on a four-game winning streak. Are the Marlins the hottest team in Major League Baseball right now? I think yes. Is Luis Arias the hottest hitter in baseball right now? I know it's yes. That is the only answer. So much to get into here. AJ Puck is back. Nick Fortes is heating up. And this Marlins club is streaking. Tons to get into. All on today's show. You are Locked On Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England and welcome to Locked On Marlins. This, of course, is your daily Marlins podcast. I am your host, Peter Pratt. Hit me up on Twitter, of course, guys, at Miami Marlins underscore UK. If you listen to the pod, hit subscribe. Of course, this is your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Marlins your first listen of the day. There is a YouTube channel. Head on over there, too. Hit subscribe. You will see the sexy graphics. You will see the guest in town as well. Sean Millerick is in the house. Sean, how are we doing, brother? Doing great. Living the dream. Four-game winning streak for the Marlins. Um, everyone else is playing for a championship in town. What a time for South Florida sports. What a time for South Florida sports. This is insane. And I just saw as we as we just kind of started recording here, um, the Bally re- were reporting that last night's game, game one against the Royals, is the most watched Marlins game of the season. Eyeballs are starting to appear for the Marlins, which is great to see. Um, eyeballs on Locked On Marlins, are also trending upwards. Everyone is interested in this club. The national writers are talking about Luis Arias and the Miami Marlins. Things are going very, very well. Tons to get into all on today's episode. Our sponsor of today's episode is Game Time, and you can download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. More about those guys later on. Um, Sean, Four-game winning streak here for these Marlins. Um, Tons of positives to take away. As we sit here, you know, 6th of June, before game two against the Royals, just your overall assessment at this point, your overall hype levels at this point for these Marlins. I mean, can, like, with last night, can we even call it a comeback anymore if we expect it to happen? Uh, no. These guys are just in there. <laughs> they're, they're, they're fighting in every Let game. It's, oh, they're down, they're coming back, and... Yeah. I don't remember the last time I felt that way. I would you feel confident going into a game like they're down? Oh, we've got the, we've got the sticks. You know, we can handle this. You know, they've got the stuff to not just you know sink into despair. It's no, I'm no. sure it's it's the Royals, it's the A's, but hey, they're they're major league teams. They got major league players on them. I'd I'd like to have some of them possibly. And, <laughs> you know, yeah, absolutely. In, in a couple months, and so no, it's it's. You can't be anything but excited. This team, there's something about them that it feels different from past years. Definitely does. I, I just want to call that out. This is um, this is a statement or a sentence I, I have not ever heard uttered in my time as a Marlins fan, or at least the last five seasons. And it is, we've got the sticks, which Sean Millerick just uh, threw out there. That we've got the sticks. <laughs> I am, uh, you know, I'm stunned, but. That is the reality. I was, you know, the game started, um, you know, not a UK friendly for me, but I did catch the start. Saw they went two down. And like you, Sean, I thought, no problem. 
we've got the sticks. And I know the Royals pitching isn't amazing either. So that definitely helps. Um, you have to beat them. For, you know, any team that's in front of you, you have to beat them. They're major league teams. They want to win. Players want to perform. The Royals offense actually, um, you know, it definitely is, is, is not a terrible offense. Um, and it was a bit of a rough day for Braxton Garrett actually yesterday. It was one of his rougher starts of the year. It didn't, you know, first inning got off to a sluggish start, settled in again, and then, a, you know, another kind of rough inning. But overall, mate, Braxy, you know, still doing his thing as a fifth starter, like still holding it down and doing the job. Obviously, the Marlins have got a decision to make pretty soon. Trevor Rogers will make one more rehab start, or, well, we know when his next one will be. The question is, is does Trevor slide into this rotation? And is it going to be Braxy or is it going to be Uri Perez? I think those are the two main candidates. Yeah, I mean, it's it's rough for Brax, right? I mean, I think he's proven at this point that he belongs in a big league rotation. He he is a major league starting pitcher. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a number four, number five guy. I mean, I kind of think of him as in that Tom Kohler mold, yeah. you know, coming aboard with the team, and that's and that's you know to his credit, Tom Kohler was an immensely valuable starting pitcher for the Marlins for many years. His mm-hmm. problem is that when everyone's healthy, and how often has that happened, but when everyone's healthy, the Marlins aren't a typical you know, major league rotation. There's so many guys that he becomes that you know, sixth or seventh option, which is yep. a really valuable piece for a team contending in the playoffs. And I think unfortunately for him, he did open the door a little bit last night with you know, that four-run you know, performance that you know, maybe, okay, maybe he is that guy, maybe he should be, um, but even just, you know, but still, he settled down. You know, he kept he kept the game in control, kept you in it. Kind of a lighter version of the Sandy start from Sunday. Yeah, um, yeah. A lot Good of ways. Pump. And so I, I'd hate to see him go down. But yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see. Uh, Yuri, Yuri's the wild card. What do they do with his development? And yeah. if Brax does go down, we know Yuri's not finishing the season. Yeah, he's not throwing 160, 170 innings. So no. Brax will be back <laughs> um, if he does Absolutely. go down. Absolutely. I think that that is the the obvious conundrum with Yuri Perez is, you know, 120 is probably the max, max, max in many ways. And, you know, it's how the Marlins decide to use those 120. Do they use them now while they're winning games? He's pitching well. I think yes. I mean, and, and I mean, to your point as well, you know, for the Marlins, you can't have too many good major league starters. I mean, today's news, breaking news, I guess, you know, Alec Manoa option to, well, I'm not even sure where he's been optioned to, the Florida Coast League or something. <laughs> Manoa is down pitching to 17-year-olds. Him and Johnny Cueto are just holding it down in the far- <laughs> the FCL, <laughs> which is wild, but just shows you, right, like the sometimes the volatility of these guys um, and, you know, you know, you can't have enough pitching and the Marlins are going to need to lean on it, which is going to be interesting. The national writers, the national eyeballs, though, just flick, flicking over to the sticks. Luis Arias started off as a story, felt like people kind of cooled the touch for maybe a week around it. But all of a sudden, Arias has flipped it again into another gear. Um, he's hitting about 800 in the last uh, seven days. It's absolutely insane. He's now at 399 at the start of play, almost touching 400, mate. I mean, what he's doing is insane, right? I mean, it is just insane. I've never seen anything like it personally, mate. Have you? No. Uh, this goes back. I, I, I wasn't following baseball you know, very closely at all the last time this happened. Um, right there, and that, yeah. was, that was Tony Gwynn. Um, the last time someone you know, came this close back in... <laughs> Um, 94 before they pulled the plug on that season. Uh, it, it would be all I know is that it would be the most Marlins thing ever if 
he keeps this up all season. And for just give the Marlins to file away that kind of stat to have someone have the best season since, you know, since Tony Gwynn, whether it's, you know, he actually clears 400 or just still finishes at, you know, 395 or better on the year. I think that would yeah. be Gwynn's, you know, pace. But, you know, Marlins get their, you know, world championships, they get their no hitters, you know, and maybe may we'll make a run at this too. It's a, it's a really fun ride. It's the most I've enjoyed watching a Marlins hitter since probably Luis Castillo back in the early two thousands, mm-hmm. just for watching a Marlins hitter come to the plate and be like, Oh, he's going to get on base. He's going to get a hit. Yeah. Yeah, he's got this. They- <laughs> this is it. I mean, I've watched the team for you know, since 2016. I can't remember a, a player being or a hitter being intentionally walked as often as Luis Arias. And it's not for his home run power, right? Like normally it's those guys where you think, Oh boy, runner on base, couple of runners on, you know, chance that there could be a three run blast here. No, that isn't, what teams are worried about, they just pretty much accept that Lewis Arise is going to get a hit. And if there's a, if there's a guy on second, there's probably a run scoring here. And so let's put him on and we'll just try our best with the rest like that. That's kind of, for me, a testament to how good this dude is. A lot of chatter today, um, both in terms of where he's up to, but people are starting to get onto the topic that I uh, brought up on this pod. And for the everyday as we'll know this, starting to think about, is Luis Arias in the MVP conversation? Should he be in the MVP conversation if he hits 400 this year? What's your take on this? Clearly, Ronald Acuna is having a stunning season in Atlanta, um, but a different type of stunning season to Luis Arias. They're just different guys. So where do you sit on this one at this point? I think this, I think they should. I mean, I think, and the one reason I think it should be is that you know this is kind of what baseball wants, right? They want the ball put in play more. They want yeah, more they hits. They want more action on the base paths. And Luis Arias is... The poster child, you know, for that yeah. kind of season, you know, you know, putting the ball in play, moving runners along, knocking them in, getting on base. Like this is the fun baseball they wanted to go back to. So I think for that mm. reason alone, mm. you know, it would be a reason to really try to, you know, ML Major League Baseball should be pushing that campaign. And but <laughs> I don't, it's just it's impressive. It's so rare. I mean, there's we're talking about something that happened in 1994. That's the last time there was a season even yep. close to this. If this pace keeps up. And, you know, there's always someone, you know, hitting home runs and stealing bases and, you know, not do so. You know, Acuna's great. You know, he's an elite, you know, upper echelon player for sure. Um, Freddie yep. Freeman's having an amazing season as well. But just it's something special, this kind of production, this kind of this kind of putting the bat on the ball. So I think Arias definitely belongs in that in that chatter. Yeah, absolutely. He, he absolutely should be in the conversation. I'm not saying he... he should be the MVP, but he should be in the conversation, no doubt. And I think if he hits 400 or anything high 300s, then then he will be. Particularly if the Marlins do go on to clinch a, a playoff spot. I mean, if, if Arias propels the Marlins into that situation, that changes things where you will start impacting your club in a way that takes you from, let's not forget, they were a 69-win team. If you flip a 69-win team to what, let's say 92 wins and they make the wild card, and Arias hitting nearly 400 or at 400, he has to be in the conversation because the impact he's made on this club, no doubt about it. So, you know, there's a there's a lot of games to go yet, but from what I've seen, you know, Luis Arias is just, he's just a dog. <laughs> he's just a straight up hitting machine. Rob, and your point you made, Sean, I think is absolutely on the money. Rob Manfred will be voting for Luis Arias, no yeah. doubt, because yeah. it's, you know, <laughs> my rule changes. This is my guy. And so, you know, that's that's a great point. Let's get our first ad um, rolling. It's our good friends, and it's our show sponsors, but our, our good friends over at Game Time and uh, buying tickets to your favorite events. They shouldn't be stressful situations. 
Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. They have killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Trust me, you're going to start needing this app for Marlins games real soon. Eyeballs are on this club. There are going to be fans in the stands, no doubt about it. And uh, you don't have to plan months in advance. You don't. Game time is deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Um, you can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. Game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Can't say fairer than that. Pretty simple to get it rolling, guys. The graphics will help you. But for those listening, you download the game time app, you create an account, and you use this promo code, Locked on MLB. It's all one word and it's in caps. Locked on MLB gives you 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms to apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code Locked on MLB for 20 bucks off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Stunning. Um, for those that are heading to the ballpark today in game two, um, they will hopefully get a chance to see the return of AJ Puck, baby. Puck has been. Uh, recalled or activated off the off the IL. George Soriano, unsurprisingly, uh, was demoted after Soriano in his first career save, I must say. So let's briefly touch on Soriano before we get into Puck. But, you know, Soriano there asked to give three innings um, in a blowout dub, which is also great, but gave up a couple of hits. Um, but overall, like Soriano, limited opportunity, mate, but he's kind of impressed, I'd say, in his, in his stint at the major league level, right? Yeah, I mean, and he's done that a couple times this year, right? Yeah. Where they've asked him to come in and just kind of play the fireman role, and he's just yeah. nails, um, you know, saving nails, like locking it down. So, yeah, yeah, you'd love to see a guy like that get that kind of opportunity, but there's uh, inexplicably compared to past seasons, the Marlins just have that many arms. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? And I don't that that I don't know how to compute the good starters. You know, we're you know we're used to that narrative's been going on for a while, but this no doubt bullpen. I'm still trying to get my head around. Yeah, um, but yeah, I've heard on. I think the spaces last night when we was talking about Matt Barnes that he was mm. actually the either the seventh or the eighth most effective reliever that the Marlins had, and just I'm like. How is that possible? Like on the, yeah. I went through, I, you know, checked it, and yes, that was, you know, that was correct. Um, so with that many, you know, talented people, you, know, you can see why Soriano gets bumped out. Certainly for someone like Puck, no doubt, who's just been amazing. The only thing more elite than his performance this year has been his Twitter game on yeah. there. Um, the social media breakout, social media star of the Marlins, AJ Puck. There but, we go. We love those. That's what we need. We need social media studs to to emerge as the season goes on. Um, but big for the Marlins though to get Puck back, right? I mean, you know, it was it was almost devastating news. Uh, with him going down. And it was at a point, it felt critical. It, like, it felt like a big moment in the year for the Marlins where you were like, oh boy, Jazz has gone down. Puck's gone down. Jesus Sanchez has gone down. It was like everyone that was hot down at the same time. The team managed to rally, keep it together. Now they're putting some dubs on the board and now these guys are coming back too. And all of a sudden you can see the talent, um, the well, injecting in this talent is helping to, you know, get these win streaks rolling. But for Puck, mate, in particular, just how impressive he has been in that ninth inning role, mate. Like, I know Skip ahead of the year was talking about mixing and matching saves, but if Puck's pitching, he's in he's in the ninth and he's getting all the save opportunities, I think, mate, right? 
I think so. But I mean, the you know, Floro you know, has really done a you know solid job when it's when it's been the save situation. Like you know, his ERA. Like if you um, you know, it's like it looks a little ugly on the surface right now. You know, four mm. something. But in save situations, I was looking at this before the show. It's like it's one point nine three. Yeah, the ERA in, in save situations. So when you put him in that. And that gets into fans' head, right? That um, well, well, sure, you put the closer in a non-save situation. Obviously, it's gonna you know go to hell and mess with them. But maybe that's yeah. a little true with Floro. You know, yeah. I, I know, I, I'm sure he'd dispute that. But the you know he's been he's been at his best when the games you've know, been the most stressful. So I could see them mixing and matching because I think mm. Puck is the elite talent. So I, I wouldn't surprise me if there are situations where the the best three hitters are coming up in the eighth. If, yeah, that at least Skip knows that he has that option that he yeah. can put Puck in there to handle that. But for the most part, I think you're right. I think we'll see Puck in the ninth. But do, I can, do you think they easy minutes at all? I, you know, coming back off the IL, do you think they easy minutes at all, or is it just like business as usual for Puck? Um, I could maybe see it in just given the quality of competition. Maybe I think that might be. Maybe that actually is how he's eased in. You know that you know it's not like we're bringing him back for the Braves or something. We're bringing him yeah. back in for the Royals. Bringing him back true. in for the White Sox. Got the Nats next week, so hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully his first appearance won't be against Julio Rodriguez next week against the Mariners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll, we'll get it. We'll get him in before then. But, yeah, I think that'd be preferable. Yeah, because edge off any rust that may exist, and actually, for his rehab starts, I mean, there was no obvious rust in those, um, which is impressive. Um, speaking about. Rehab starts as well, and we're not quite there yet, but some news that, that kind of broke as we were about to hit record here that um, we've seen Jazz Chisholm Jr. on the field, I think, for the first time since um, since his injury, um, being in a, you know, walking boot, etc. And, you know, uh, he did a, a real nice podcast, actually, with the Marlins radio guys um, a few days ago, which was really great. It was one of the best Jazz Chisholm interviews I've actually ever heard, um, and those guys did a great job, um, you know, covering a wide range of topics, but... You know, just to see Jazz back on the field, he felt confident about his timeline, actually. It sounds like Jazz is pretty much, like, not expecting any rehab. Like, I think, to me, Jazz is saying, listen, I'm ready to go on the road in in Chicago. Like, that seems to be what he's saying. But do the Marlins maybe pump the brakes a touch there on Jazz and, you know, maybe ease him in, particularly with Jonathan Davis, like, holding center field down as well as he has? I think it's less about Davis than just the value that you know Jazz has to the organization. I mean, you know, he's the he's the star. He's the, he's what's going to stir the drink if this offense really takes off. And yeah. so, um, yeah, they're going to ease him into it. I, I guess Jazz really likes deep dish pizza or something. I don't know. But um, <laughs> you know, he's saying he's going to be back for the White Sox. The Marlins are not going to do that. Um, I'd be. I would think they'd want to hold him off. I mean, how long is the next road trip? Is it six or nine games? If it's just six, it wouldn't surprise me if they just wait for that next flashback Friday. But if it's if it's nine games, then he, he probably does come back on the road. Maybe the Nationals series. Um, I think it's the Nats. Yeah, I think because you got you got Mar- your White Sox, Mariners, Nats. I think three city road trip again. So these road trips are they're, they're brutal, right? These three cities ones, particularly with a Seattle trip in there sprinkled in. So. Makes it tough. Yeah, you're right. I'm I'm really intrigued to see what they do um, with Jazz, and equally, I'm I'm intrigued to see what they do in terms of where he hits in the order. Like, let's not forget, um, started the year in the cleanup spot. There was a bit of t- a Twitter discourse around that. Um, yeah. Next thing is Jazz is back in the leadoff spot. Luis Arias kind of knocked down. Luis Arias in the leadoff spot. Obviously, right now is just out of you know playing out of his mind. Um, you know, you want to get as many at-bats for Luis Arias as possible. 
I'm intrigued to see what they do with Jazz. Do you think they maybe look to slide him down a touch and, you know, hit him in, you know, 5-6 or something like in the 3 spot? I mean, where is his best spot in the order? Or is, is there a best spot for him? That's a that's a good way to put it, that last point. I don't know if there is a best spot no. <laughs> for him, but I, obviously um, he needs to be in it. Um, going into the season, yeah. I liked him at two, but, you know, that seems, um, Solaire seems to have really kind of settled into that, Yeah, um, which I you know, didn't think I would you know, say um, at the start of the season, but that, mm-hmm. that seems to be working for him, so I don't want to mess with him. But now, so then, yeah, I think it's, I, I think probably it's three then would yeah. be where, 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 where we'll see him end up. Yeah, the, makes sense. It feels like a, a pretty strong lineup there, though, right? Where, you know, you uh, Arias leading off, Soler in two, Jazz three, Cooper Loop four, probably, um, mix and match Dela Cruz, um, Jeezy, and then Guriel maybe again, what's that? Guriel's hitting seventh. Um, yeah. Lineup looks long. When Jazz is back in there, that lineup starts to look real long, um, you know, which is encouraging. You know, we've We've got the sticks, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. But, you know, I think I, I do think three probably does fit well, particularly with the kind of Arias, Solaire, Jazz, Coop, the kind of righty-lefty mix and match elements. So you can't, you know, because they do try to protect Jazz against the lefties as best they can, because like it's a clear challenge for Jazz. Um, even though, again, on that podcast I'm alluding to, he does talk about how recently Skip Schumacher said, you know, Jazz, get out there for the lefty. You're in for this one, brother. And I know you can do it. And Jazz kind of came away feeling like a bit of a spring in his step, that Skip believed in him against the lefties. Like, Skip doesn't want to platoon Jazz. Like, clearly, the Marlins don't want to be platooning Jazz. They need him to be better against lefties. And I think maybe it's become a touch mental with Jazz, too. And so having the confidence may help him, though, potentially. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I think giving him all the at-bats you can. I mean, you know, he's yeah. Yeah, he's the offensive star of the franchise. They need him to take off, find that other gear, and, and you don't platoon your stars. And if he's the player that they need him to be, then no, you, you can't platoon that guy. If he's a no. bat that needs to be platooned, then the Marlins need to trade for a trade for a 1A. <laughs> um, mm. you, know, the, you know, peace. On there, they want Jazz to be the 1A, you know, to be the superstar on the team. And that's that's kind of what this season is about. That's why you know, they need to have him out there every chance they can get and find out if he is that player, I think. If he can be the superstar or if he is a excellent, talented, supporting player. Yeah. yeah. Interest one other wrinkle at this point. Um, we'll do the, the next ad then after that. But the interesting wrinkle is does Jazz come back and play center field? I think we assume so, right? But I know there was some question marks about how can we upgrade shortstop, for example. I must say Joey Wendell's had a bit of a decent run more recently. Um, but there's been a lot of pressure on Wendell. Um, you know, Jonathan Davis is acquitting himself perfectly well defensively in particular. You know, could there be a consideration where you actually think, you know what, let's roll with Davis out there and let's get Jazz in at shortstop. Could there be any suggestion around that? Or is it Jazz in center field all the way for you? I think out of those options, it's Jazz all the way. I I love what Davis has done. Like as you said, defensively. I mean, mm. they brought him in to you know skip. Skip was quoted. Well, we need someone who can hold down you know center field defensively. We need someone who can you know play good defense there, and yeah. he's done that. He's been great. Yeah. You know, there and you know compare for him. I I spend more time comparing Davis to Hampson though than you know Davis to Jazz. I know Jazz is <laughs> you know, Jazz has really surprised us of how he's done you know defensively um, out there. And but if someone were to push Jazz out of center field, I think that would be some 
you know, outside the organization star brought in. I don't think, you know, Davis, you know, would, I don't think he would be the one doing that. No, no, probably not. Um, let's do the final out of the day. And then I want to talk about another guy at the bottom of the order who's been hitting at the bottom of the order, but is actually really heating up as well, which um, the Marlins need. And that's Nick Fortes from the catching spot. That group was definitely struggling, but has turned a corner. So we're going to dig into that as well. But before we do that, guys, uh, it's our final out of the day. And it's our good friends over at BetterHelp. Uh, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And just firstly, it's better help, not better health. Um, but it's easy to get caught up in what everyone needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. But when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burned out. Absolutely feel that. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, highly recommend giving BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You have to fill out a brief questionnaire, and you'll then get matched to a licensed therapist. If you have to, if it doesn't feel right, for whatever reason, you can switch therapists at any time, no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. You can visit betterhelp.com slash LockedOnMLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, um, dot com slash locked on MLB. All right. Um, some of us Marlins fans felt like when we were looking at the catching group's numbers that we needed to go into therapy at one point. Um, but it's fair to say, particularly Nick Fortes has really started to heat up, I would say, offensively. And, you know, this is probably the last two weeks, I would say, even longer that stretch, it feels like with Fortes. But it definitely has started to click around for him which I think was so important for this group. I'm intrigued to see the way that this catching group continues to evolve. Stallings remains Sandy's guy. Sandy's had a touch of, you know, some struggles along the way, but it feels like Fortes is emerging here and getting potentially more of the starter role. If, I mean, they're kind of splitting time quite evenly, but just on Fortes's stick, mate, how important is it for him to continue this form and for them not to have a black hole at that kind of catcher spot? Oh, it's huge. Um, I want to shout out, um, what did the numbers, uh, I think it was David Marcillo that put this out on Twitter. Um, okay. 333 for Fortes since May 15th. Uh, and that's insane. Like, that's, that, that, that's an all-star catcher since May 15th. Really is. Um, if you look at his season average now, it's 250. It wasn't that long ago that it was... Yeah. yeah, like what was he even batting his weight? And then you mentioned this you know, black hole catcher we were looking at. The... It was getting to the point where the Marlins were going to have to, I don't want to make this sound like Jonathan Davis slander, but that they were going to have to make that kind of trade, like a Jonathan Davis trade. The catcher yeah. production was so bad that they were going to have to just get on the phone and find some team's triple-A catcher. Oh, you could you have a triple-A catcher that can hit 230? Take your pick of our one A players. Um, you know, we need to um, we need we need to get someone else on, on the roster. You know, Prato, the Fortes has turned that around. You know, during this stretch, I'm, you know, maybe some of that is quality of competition. Maybe some of that is just him warming up with more at bats. You know, getting more plate appearances. You know, seeing more pitches and starting to look like that hitter that the Marlins saw the second half of last season. Yeah. Um. The... Yeah, absolutely. I, the the other guy as well that's you know caught my eye in yesterday's game. I think you know definitely caught your eye, John Birdie as well. I mean, Mean Gene Segura has been, you know, the off-season ad that's really struggled the most. And, you know, John Birdie 
was asked to do tons with, um, you know, various injuries knocking around. But since guys are starting to fill the back in, Birdie's time starting to be shrunk a touch, but it's more, more, I guess, slanting over towards third base. And, and the Marlins do have a decision to make there because Birdie continues to hit, continues to impact the game. He always impacts the game, John Birdie. And Gene Segura just continues, like, nothing seems to be changing. Everyone's speaking relatively highly of him and his accountability. But fundamentally, the numbers aren't lying at this point. And he's a little bit of an anchor, or, yeah, I suppose an anchor is a dead weight, maybe a, a touch too strong. But, you know, does it start to get to a point where the Marlins think about Birdie taking kind of starter reps there at third base moving forward? I think absolutely they're going to have to think about that. There, it's, Segura has been terrible. Uh, offensively, yeah. um, you know, a couple, you know, there's been some strong defensive plays, but you know, that's even, you know, that I don't think it's been what necessarily what they were counting on no. you know, the position, but, but especially offensively, he's still, we're into June and while, you know, he's, he's under 200, he's below the Mendoza line, you know, still, you know, for this season. And they just can't do that. A common thing that gets thrown out with some of these players that have been struggling for the Marlins, whether it was Avi earlier in the season or Stallings for most of the season, um, aside from the couple yeah. of weeks or Segura for all of the season is that, well, no, the Marlins aren't going to do anything. They're screwed. They're not going to eat one of these contracts. Like, well, I think, I think if they want to make the playoffs, they're going to eat one of them. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, I think that's going to be interesting to see is which, which that is like, they're going to have to move on from one of those contracts. And Segura's really been making a case, you know, for even with that other year remaining, it's just they can't, he'll probably stay on the roster. I don't think they'll cut him, but I think he's going to become, he's going to become that bench infielder, you know, really crack if he doesn't turn it around. Yeah, yeah you're right. This is it where, like, if the club is competing, and you know, clearly right now we, we hope that they continue down this pathway, and if they're still in the hunt, you know, we're, we're looking for them to make the tough decisions, financial decisions, and prioritize getting in um, the production. Prioritize the production over the money. And that's what, you know, the decisions will need to be made in that space. I mean, Segura's back in the lineup today anyway, back at third base. You know, he's not hitting 200 thus far. Um, you know, so we'll wait to see. Like, the Marlins are giving him plenty of leash, let's say. We haven't seen a ton. I mean, Avicel Garcia went on the IL, what, probably a month ago now, it feels like. Maybe it probably is a month. Um, started to go with the rehab, had a setback seemingly, not hearing a ton of Avicel Garcia. Like, I, I do wonder here if the Marlins are kind of just slow playing this with Avicel Garcia and kind of, you know, they're happy with their roster construction at this point. They're thinking, hey, you know, Avi, you know, we're just going to slow play it with you. You know, is that possible at this point for the Marlins to be doing that? Oh, I think absolutely. I I've, I just learned in the last week how long it is that you can keep a player down there. I believe it's 20 games that i I think the Marlins want to run that meter out as long as you know possible. For, <laughs> for out, baby. And, you know, not, don't bring Avi up until he's hitting 350 off the minor league pitching. And if, you know, if he does yeah. that, great. Then you know, bring him yeah. back and give him another shot. But if, yeah, I, I, I think they're definitely slow playing. If something's clicking in this clubhouse right now, and they, yep. I don't think they want to mess with that vibe. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm totally with you. Something, something is clicking. This team is performing in a way, and you know, like you said, the, the sticks are here and. The offense is rolling. They're coming back from four four run deficits. Like they never did this club, and things are working. And you just got to ride the hot hand. And so, with that being said, just keep it as is. And when someone cools off, or, you know, maybe an injury happens, we'll see. Again, that kind of pertains to Jazz too. Like how you know, Jazz is a different situation um, to Avi, clearly. But you know, I do wonder. Like I know Jazz will be pushing to get back, but you know, maybe the Marlins take it cautious for. 
you know, health reasons, but also, you know, just keep riding this momentum. But we'll wait to see on that one. Um, let's finish up here. Um, we're a minute or two over, but we'll we'll finish up with one final one. This episode has flown by, by the way. It's been a lot of fun. And the final question, the the 10 game, the double digit win streak tracker, it's currently up to four. The Marlins have a chance to go five. Jesus Lazardo going this evening as they go potentially five in a row. Um, how far do you think the Marlins can go on this track? Do you think there's a chance they can get double-digit dubs on the spin? A franchise record as well, but I believe. That's definitely the franchise record. I, I think there's a chance. This is the about the softest landing spot on the schedule that they mm-hmm. could be pulling this off. Um, but, yeah. Again, historically, um, they're you know, they're playing Zach Greinke tonight. Like that's the kind of pitcher that would terrify me with a Marlins old, grizzled, capable veteran. Um, like that's yeah. usually been poison for us. But we'll see. Again, if it, it's a different club, so if they can mm. figure that out, then I then I think they're alive for it. Let's go. I, you're completely right as well, by the way, about that Greinke matchup. Like that is old Marlins world, Miggy Rose world. They would be absolutely bamboozled by this uh, by this pitcher, and it would be you know, a 2-0 loss. So let's see what Skip Schumacher's Marlins can do tonight against Greinke. But wait to see. But let's hope, let's hope they get their fifth dub on the row. Half, halfway there on this streak, the reality is it doesn't matter. It's all about just piling up dubs. A streak, a 10-win streak would be amazing. But overall, it's just about using this schedule and maximizing it and playing well against these teams that you should beat and actually beating them. Because as the Braves saw against the A's, mate, you know, nothing's a given. Nothing is a given, and no one is going to give you and hand you dubs. You've got to go and win them. So with that being said, um, thanks, everyone, for making Lockdown Manager your first listen of the day. And so much thanks as well to Sean Millerick for joining me. I think this is his second. Is this your second appearance second. on Lockdown? Yeah, absolutely. So um, appreciate Sean for hopping on. I'm sure he'll be back later in the year as well. Um, guys, programming notes. There is no, there is no episode on Thursday. There is an episode on Wednesday, so you will have a recap dropping early. I am on a boat trip on Thursday, away on a boat, all of Thursday, drinking rum punch. There will be no episode from me, so I'll be back. Usual episode on Friday. Just want to call that out, guys, and let you know. But back tomorrow, early UK-friendly recap in the Jesus Lozado start. No episode Thursday, and then back Friday. Thanks again. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>